You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, welcome to Gospel Theory, where we're finding the truth of Jesus Christ in amongst the rumors, the myths, and the incorrect definitions. And today's um, episode is number 17, where we're going to be talking about a myth. We're going to be doing another myth. So the myth that blacks are cursed. Now, Isaac, do you know that blacks are cursed? No, I don't know that because that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's obvious because I grew up in a generation where there really wasn't racism. I mean, right? I mean, brother, right? Yeah, I mean, ten, yeah, yeah, we kind of, I mean, we grew up with uh, Dominic, who was who was black, and and uh, we grew up right beside him. So, and we babysat him all the time, and we hung out. I mean, we definitely did not see color or race at all growing up. No, it was not. not a thing in our household. No, nope. I basically raised the little boy until he became a man, and now he's headed on a mission. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's so he's so wonderful. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about like when I grew up, it was a little bit different. Like I didn't want you guys to think that anybody was different than you did. Right. Yeah. We had handicapped t- people in our house. That's right. We yeah, we did. In our house. We had Hispanics in our house. We had outcasts everything. in our house Out- too. Yeah, <laughs> we really did. Outcasts, yeah. And, or people who couldn't speak. I mean, we just always had a variety of people in hand because I wanted you to know that everyone is the same. Yeah. Yeah. But when I grew up. I was taught differently, a little, quite a bit differently. First of all, I grew I up in New this. Mexico, and I did not have. There were no blacks in our in our community at all. Um, I remember the there first, was Navajo though. There were Navajo, yeah, yeah. They were Navajo, but I'd never seen a black person with black curly hair, right? Mm-hmm. And and t- I remember going out with my grandmother and grandfather, and they had taken me to a really nice restaurant. We were having breakfast there, and. Um, it's the only time we went out to dinner was with my grandparents and, oh, okay. and it was just, just the two of us, two, two, uh, two, them and me. And I remember staring at a man for a very long time, <laughs> just staring. I was eating and staring and staring. And this man stood up and he said, will you please stop staring? <laughs> and I immediately looked down and was eating and grandma says, man, I wonder what he's talking about. Who is he talking to? And I was like, i Pretended I would had no idea what she was he was talking about, and I was very embarrassed and never looked at him again. Now it's in my memory, I have no idea what he looks like, but I assume he must have been black because I'd never seen a black man. Right? Interesting. So, um, so that was my first experience with blacks, and then my second was a black family moved into our neighborhood, just around the block, and I remember walking a walking by them, and they're like. Wow, they're black. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest and most interesting thing. Like, why would a black family want to move into a white neighborhood? Like, it mm. just mind boggled me, right? So I also remember being taught that the blacks in heaven before we came here were fence sitters. <laughs> this they is re- so funny this to is me. Real, and I really honestly believe this for the longest time, that the that. Satan took a third of the kingdom of God and that the two thirds of the kingdom of God went with heavenly father. But there were some that sat on the fence and didn't know what to do. (laughs) And so 
he let them stay and get a body in a black body. So ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. But I was taught that and believed it wholeheartedly as growing up. But when I learned, when I learned I was wrong, I accepted that too. So I'm sorry for believing that way. I really am. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> but that's, yeah. But I was also taught Mormons had horns or more, everybody believed that Mormons had horns. So I believe that somebody would ask me one day if I had horns. And sure enough, somebody did. Right. <laughs> so that was funny. Anyway, so let's, let's go back. Let's define the word curse. In the scriptures, in both the Book of Mormon and the Old Testament, it talks about how God cursed the people. Yeah, right? it happens a lot. Now, we associate that, and many more people believe this than the fence that are that theory, right? That they were cursed with the black skin. Yes, they were. They had a black skin, and yes, they were colored differently so to be distinguished, right? But mm -hmm. that was just the, that person, right? And their posterity. But that person was, was the curse. But the word curse doesn't mean uh, every time you do something bad, I'm going to make you black. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Right? God didn't do that. That's he, he is no respecter of persons. So the word curse, the definition of the word curse. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, set apart? Ooh, so close. Uh, you know, would, kind of I separated think, from that's God. That's exactly it. The word separated. There we go. He's I'm getting better at this. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> he separate. It means to separate, right? He took Cain's people, his posterity, and separated them from Adam and Eve's family. Okay. That's what cursed means. Mm. He took the Lamanites and separated them from the Nephites. So when God curses somebody, it doesn't mean I'm going to give you a hangnail or I'm going to give you a trial or I'm going to give you yeah. skin colored or I'm going to give you blah, blah, blah. It's not that kind of curse. It's not a hex like we talk about yeah, in witches yeah. and all this stuff, right? It's, it's a separation. He separates them when they are doing evil things. Now, he needed to distinguish one from the other, so he did color their skin. But that does not mean all Lamanites and all blacks are cursed with this sin, right? Yeah. That does not mean. Cursed just means this people right here, right now, have to be separated from my people. Yep. Because they're choosing that way. Just like Satan and God's way. He separated them. Mm -hmm. That's it. He separated them. So cool, huh? Yeah. All right. So knowing that it's a separation from God, yep. right? That's what curse means. Then let's do some reverse genealogy and learn about their heritage. Let's learn about the blacks and their heritage. Okay. okay. So we know that Cain was given a, a black skin, right? And physical was, dark skin. It's not just dark a curse. Okay. Physical dark skin. And but but and they were separated from the other. But they intermixed and intermarried too, until we get to Noah's family. Okay. Right? Now Noah had three children, three sons that went on the ship with him. He probably had more. But three righteous sons that went on the boat with him. And that and do you know remember their names? Uh Judas? No. no, that came later. Ham? Ham? Ham was one of them. Yep. Don't remember the other two. Shem and Japheth. Okay. Okay. 
So and and then they and then they married, and so it's their wives, so that their sons and their wives, and then Noah, so eight people on the boat, right? But Ham married a black woman. So that's how the black race went from Noah back into and down into the other. Well, how is that possible? Everyone was wiped out. So Ham's wife that was on the ship was oh, black. Oh, okay. So he, he had married before. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Ham's wife was black. Shem's wife was not that we know of. And, and Japheth's wife was not that we know of. We don't know. But anyway, that's how the black race came from Cain through Mo Noah. Okay. Right? That makes sense. Now Ham had four sons. He had Cush, Mizraim, Phut, P-H-U-T, I think that's how you say it, and Canaan. Okay. okay. Those were his four sons. Now, of those four sons, they all went different places. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Cush's family um, went to Sidon and Ethiopia down in, in Africa area. Yeah. Um, Phut's uh, family went into the Libya area. Uh, Canaan's family went into the Jordan and the Syria area. And mm -hmm. then Mizraim's family went to Egypt. Okay. And that's where we get Egyptus was his wife and Pharaoh was their son. And that's how we get the Egyptian culture is down in Egypt. Okay. And so we know that all of Egyptians culture were black skinned or dark skinned. Okay. Makes sense. But all of Libya was and all of Jordan and Syria was and all of Sudan and Ethiopia were too. Okay. Now those started breaking up into different pieces as well. So this is now when you're reading the scriptures and we there's no there's no like well the black people versus the white people versus the Hispanic people that's not written right. in the scriptures right obviously. No. But they did but you can know them by where they came from. Yeah. So if you were to say let me give you just a whole list of them. Um the Syrians, the Nebians, the Libyans, the Hamites, the Ethiopians, the Cushites, and the Bodonians, those were all names for places that they knew where the dark-skinned people lived. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the posterity of those becomes the Jebuites. The Jebuites were also dark-skinned. And the Jebuites is um, where, the, where most of the people in Jerusalem were Jebuites. And those were also dark-skinned. Now, even even Abraham met Melchizedek, right? And Melchizedek was a Jebuite. Wow. Which was the dark skin. So, so like but, the so vast majority all... of people were dark skinned. And... Oh, no, I wouldn't say vast, but I would say. About half? No, maybe half. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, well, how about a third? Because there were three children, right? <laughs> it depends on how many oh, okay. people. There were three, the three, two families were white families and one family was dark. So, yeah, it just depended on where you where you fit in or how many things, but a majority, but they lived among themselves, like, right? There were cities with them and there were, and blacks and whites lived among everybody. They just intermixed and, and, and talked and ran around and, and, and the blacks had the priesthood even, you know, that was most likely they had that. Now I'm not saying that this is, this genealogy is absolutely in for sure because this is just what I'm understanding from when I read the scriptures. Okay, it's not it, okay. it's not an exact science, but it sure seems like that, right? The, the gen, there has the been people studying. Yeah, you, we we figure out that this this could be it. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I just want you to be be aware 
that if flocks were cursed, God would have cursed them and sent them off, and they would have gone with Satan in the freer's life. Right. If they were cursed, like we used to say in the in the in this life, then we would have them doing something different, right? Yeah, they would, for sure. They, they would not intermix, and they would not intermarry, and they wouldn't be things. It was it's today's culture that made it different. That we made them. We, we push them into slavery, and then we put ourselves, the white people, above the black people. And now they're trying to become equal, and so we're trying to make them equal. And that's that's all it is. It's God has to curse, separate them from himself. And okay, okay, so just to clarify, the word curse meaning to separate. Um, so was it more of a metaphor or, uh, you know, a more, more of a metaphor rather than actual fact. Like, because I know, because they knew as well as we do. I mean, if you mate with a black person, you're going to create a, a darker skinned baby, right? And they knew that. was Jesus. Is that what Jesus was saying when he said, your family will be cursed if you don't follow the gospel, that the lineage of the gospel will not continue in your family? That's because exactly you're cursed. Means. Cursed means, yeah, yeah. He didn't necessarily literally mean it, but he always uses similes and mm -hmm. metaphors and parables yeah. to put out a point. I, I mean, that's a great point. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't literally mean that they were necessarily black, but he did mean, okay, this, you see that this happens when you mate with someone. This is what happens. Same thing happens when you're in, in, in there. That's it makes way more sense. It's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. It's powerful. Is that you're living into the covenant under this and you're going to marry people within the covenant. Yeah. Then you're going to continue to live the covenant and continue to have posterity in the covenant. If you marry outside of the covenant, there's a big, huge possibility that your children are not going to live in the covenant. Totally makes sense. And that, and you can see that, I mean, that the example is not just within the gospel, it's within everything, right? If I'm from Holland and I speak Dutch and I marry an American and live in America, how likelihood is not my children going to speak Dutch? Very not likely. Right? <laughs> yeah, you that's, have assimilated into that culture yeah, now. exactly. And that's what, he's, that's what he's saying, is that just like if a black marries a white and it's going to be passed on to generations, that's how living in the covenant is going to be like. Yeah. But he didn't mean that blacks were cursed. He no, just meant... he did not mean that they were lower than us or higher than us. They just, and because God is no respecter of persons. And that's the whole point here. God loves all of his children. He did in the Old Testament times. He did in the New Testament times. He did in the Middle Ages, and he does now. He is no respecter of persons. And he loves everybody the same. We are the same. He loves all of his children. It makes way more sense. Yeah. I'm glad we're debunking this because definitely applies to today. And, yes. and how important it is for us to know the importance of that. Because, yeah. I mean, luckily I was growing up in a generation and grew up in a family that understood that. Some people, they don't. Yeah. You know? And sometimes they believe the opposite, too. Yeah. Yep. So. So we study Christ. We study his story so that we can remember who we are and who we belong to and where we're going. Makes sense. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Yep, thanks. Uh, if you if you like this podcast, please feel free to give us a five star review and then also write a review. That also helps helps us understand where you got what you guys want, 
And so we can do more of that. And then also it helps with the algorithm so that more people can discover this podcast. Because boy, howdy, there's a lot of church members that need to hear the importance of the difference between doctrines, principles, applications, myths, and definitions. And to know our history. And to know our history. <laughs> and that's what we plan on doing. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.